we're back with you guys. It's Wednesday. And sunny. And we have a guest with us, somebody we're so excited to have. We yes. have Miss Jenna Bosco with us. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you. So fun. happy to be yes, here. Yes, can we like add our own applause? We'll yeah. probably do oh, like yeah. a sound effect. We'll, like, we'll, we have to get there. You know, it's pretty low budget okay. so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jenna has a great show that Sunny and I love called New Heights. Oh my God, we absolutely love this show and we're cute, so cute happy that she was able to fit us in her schedule and come on the Green Tea Show. Yeah, I am so happy to be here. This is awesome. My first radio show. Is so it? this is super dope. Yeah. It's going to be the first of many. First oh, of I many. So. Definitely. <laughs> Especially after we put you on this show, I know it's going to be so many people that are going to want to talk to you and figure out what is the motivation behind New Heights. Love it. Uh, well, New Heights, I wrote, you know, it really kind of came out of a frustration I encountered, you know. I mean, I went to school for acting. I always knew I wanted to be an actress for a long time. And I always had, like, sort of this, I guess, rose-colored. I was always wearing these rose-colored glasses in mm-hmm. school, you know. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to graduate, and the world is just going to part its make a little path for Jenna and she's going to just be on Broadway and, uh, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's all good. I got an agent, whatever. Definitely. And I realized, um, no, it's not, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Like your little path is not going to be created for you. You really have to do it. And I was auditioning, you know, I, I was signed with a big agency right out of school. I knew, I knew a guy and, um, they agreed to sign me and it was just, I learned so much, but I realized how, sort of frustrating like the business of acting career being an actress Mm -hmm. how you really have to create your own work because if you're not creating your own work it doesn't matter if you have an agent a manager you could have everybody on your team you know what I mean and I just wasn't artistically fulfilled and also I mean the reason for that is because as an actor a lot of people don't get it you know it's not like you're on stage all the time you're constantly auditioning looking for work right that's what you're usually doing exactly more. a lot of people think that the business of acting is the glitz and glam of the right. paparazzi and being on stage right. and receiving roses and applause but it's really the hustle and the grind it's the, and it's the, the rejections right yeah mm-hmm. so it was so what i found as being what the industry, you know, declares as, well, we're all ethnics, right? So all people right. of color are known as ethnic. This mm-hmm. one little strange term. I, I never liked it. I was like, that is so, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know, like exactly. how is everybody that has like some melanin in their skin ethnic? We're exactly. just all the same terms. Like, okay. And then, so they use ethnically ambiguous, you know, mixed race, this term. Mm-hmm. So I felt like my agency was sending me on a lot of the, a lot of these auditions. And I was just like, I never fit quite into any of the descriptions. So it was always yeah. like, oh, like, oh, they're seeing ethnic people. Like, let's send Jennifer this Shakespeare because they'll see her. It's like, oh, okay, great. And and then it was like, okay, um, this is a Latina role. Do you speak Spanish? And I was like, wow, mm, no. Yeah. And I was doing Indian. I mean, you name it. I probably went for it. Right. Um, and I was just like, I never, ever felt like I was enough of whatever they were sending me on. And it's a frustrating feeling because a lot of people are like, oh, my God, that's great. You can play everything. Right. And I was like, mm, that's not so much. I didn't find that to be the case. Was it with- frustrating because the agency was only sending you out for roles that was for people of color? Or were they sending you on a bunch of different things, but mainly it was for those roles? Right. In some ways it was because 
you know, you're hungry for work, so you're like, I'll go. Right. But yeah. also feeling like I'm not necessarily right for this sometimes. Um, like my first my first audition ever was for this like Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, they were shooting it in Atlanta, some like Hallmark Channel movie, mm-hmm. movie yeah. Crew Six, it was called, and um, it was for the lead was an African American actress, and I was like, okay, like I don't necessarily think I should be going in for this role, like for a black woman, and you know, it just, I guess in my heart, I was like, yeah, some people might think you know I'm black, whatever, but it didn't feel like for me, it kind of always felt like, oh, I'm I'm not like black enough for this right. in quotes you it's know what like i mean after like after so many uh years or uh going out on auditions for roles of different races you can't really feel like you're a part of just one right, right? and that has to do with just being I've, i feel like that's my experience being a mixed person in general okay. um you know especially in the acting industry where you there they have these very specific types and category categories and mm-hmm. yeah typecasting yeah all of that so you're going to be perceived differently by different people especially that so that's sort of like in the series i put it in there right well what examples yeah. did you have to really give you the courage to step out and do your new series yeah uh, did you have any mentors or just examples of what you already see on youtube with people having their own channels as well well honestly i had an idea and I was, this was like the lowest point of my artistic career. I was living in a basement. I was paying like four fifty in rent. It was, mm. I was there illegally, whatever. I, we found that out later after multiple calls to 311. Wow. You know, my basement's flood. It was just, it was a nightmare for real. Like the neighbor upstairs was like mentally ill. It was really sad, but wow. he was cursing all the time, music blasting 24 7 right on top of me. And I just wasn't, nothing was working out. Like, I was just a server, and I was really sad. I remember, like, I, w- I would call my mother and just, like, cry. It was just one of the things, like, my mom would be like, hey, sweetie, how are you? And I'm like, good. <laughs> it was just, like, that was my life. Home, but I want to come home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? It was just, like, that was the, the lowest of the low in terms of my artistic, I guess, like, path. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I want to be doing something. I want to be creating something. I'm an artist. I This is what I do. So I actually, um, Stephen Mosley, who is a painter, who also happens to now Ooh. be my fiance. <laughs> Surprise. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, I sat down with him and I was just like throwing myself the biggest pity party, like poor me. And he looked at me and he was like, you need to create your own work. That is the only way that what you're going to. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. and he didn't even. I mean, he was like, "I hear you," but he didn't give me the whole like, "Oh, sweetie, like it's gonna be okay, whatever." He was like, "No, you have to." He's like, "You have to write. You have to make the show. You have the power." Wow. And it was really. And I remember we were in Fort Greene. We we're at a restaurant, and I was really like, "And your first instinct is to get sort of defensive, like, um, right? Excuse me, like you don't know how it is. You you have a full time job. You're this. You're that." But really, it was like a soft, like, kick in the butt to be like, stop and go do it. Right. The push. Mm-hmm. That's that what need I needed. Sometimes. You need that push. And it's hard. It was hard for me to admit, like, I guess I was just coming to terms with the fact, like I brought up earlier, like, it's not going to be this path created for you. You have to go out there and do it. So that's when I finally said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I never produced anything before. I never really, I mean, I took playwriting in school, you know. Mm-hmm. I never wrote a real screenplay. I mean, I auditioned so many times. I was like, okay, I, I have the I hang of this. this. I could figure this out. I yeah, I can do this. Supposed to look like. Right, you know, I, and I have something to say. And at the end of the day, as an artist, what do you have to say? That is a central question. 
And so this was a time when girls, girls just came out on HBO and there was a big uproar, you know, girls supposed to be like this trendy, like young, creative 20 somethings Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn living this life. And they're all white girls. And I'm like, uh, what kind of, where in Brooklyn are they living? Because this is not the life that I experienced. (laughs) Right. So everyone was annoyed about that. And it's like, where, this is not my experience, this carefree very privileged, um, of course, but and that's especially what I love about the show is the fact that it's a story about a young woman living in Brooklyn. I'm a young woman living in Brooklyn who's an artist, and it's a different type of story, a different point of view. I get a chance to put myself in someone else's shoes and have a different experience. So I know mm-hmm. Sunny and I we have a ton of questions, but before we get into that, can you just talk about your show, New Heights, and what mm-hmm. it is, and all of those things before we break Definitely. it down with the people? Yeah, so so the idea idea for New Heights is I was living in Crown Heights at the time, a neighborhood that's super gentrified, getting even more gentrified now. Mm. And sort of being an outsider, being an artist, moving into an established neighborhood, a community, right? And then being perceived sort of as an other. And in that, you know, um, where I was living right off Nostra Nav is a predominantly Caribbean community. And, you know, you notice, like, you feel sort of the tension on the street, or not just the tension, but you notice, like, different types of people and, like, people getting kicked out. So, like, I mentioned my neighbor Mm -hmm. upstairs that was driving me crazy, blasting his music all the time, like, screaming, whatever. I would hear him screaming at the Jew man, you know, he was talking about the landlord, right, kicking him out. And I was friends with the superintendent. We got to talk. He was like, yeah, you know, he's the last he's the last black guy in the building, actually. You know, they're kicking him out. They're trying to evict him. They've been trying to evict him for a long time. And the whole rest of the building was all, like, newly moved in people. Wow. Um, and I, and I, I took a step back, even though this guy drove me crazy and I did want him out. I was like, mm. what does it feel like to live somewhere your whole life? And then be forced to leave it because, A, either you can't afford it anymore or, well, yeah, that's basically what's happening. You can't afford it anymore because so many people are moving in, driving the prices up, whatever. So, I mean, the, the the complexity of this issue of gentrification really, like, interested me and i was living in it you know we we all live in it if you're living i feel like you know especially in new york city so i was like i want to write a series about this i want to i want to make it about someone like me that's young and struggling in their artistic career that is poor that doesn't have a lot of money you know what i mean because they're an artist and it's you know it's it's hard out here in these streets but like you know (laughs) i mean also looking at this complex issue of like privilege of of being very educated of going to school of Definitely. being able to move into a neighborhood and like be part of quote the problem right. you know and just also then on top of that as like a woman of color in that neighborhood also being perceived as some as as like white or someone that I didn't see myself as right it was yeah. just such an interesting like I I, I find it such an interesting thing and mm-hmm. I wanted to make a series about that I didn't want it to be like so I brought up girls before because it was like girls is so oh these women just walk around and they don't think about anything and they don't think about like their identity or how they take up space or any of that mm-hmm. and I was like I think about this every day and I see it every day you mm-hmm. know and yeah. um, just like I remember one guy on the street said to me 
was like, hello. And, you know, as a woman, you get spoken to on the street sometimes a lot. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to respond. Exactly. Especially in certain neighborhoods. Right. And it's and, <laughs> and then you lived off of Nostrand Ave, so I know you heard it. <laughs> but just like, so he was like, hello. And I didn't feel like talking to him, so I didn't respond. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, we say good morning here in the black neighborhood. And I was kind of like, what? Mm. Like, how dare you? Like, exactly. it, it, you know, wow. it was like, I was like, who are you talking to? But. But you know, it was. It's also very interesting to me. It's like that that sort of juxtaposition between being like an other and also just trying to like fit in. And then like, how do I fit in? How am I different? Oh, I'm not one of those hipsters. Like, I'm not one of these right. you know hipster type people that just are living off their mommy and daddy's penny. But in what ways am I? You know. So it was just like a, that. That was really the inspiration for New Heights. Definitely. And then. Telling, you know, telling the story of this, like, mixed-race woman, you know, that's that's a struggling artist at the beginning of her career, living in a new neighborhood, and, you know, and also just being an actor. Like, Definitely. how, like we were talking about, is people think it's all the glitz and glamour. Oh, what are you in? What films can I see you in? I'm like, uh, uh I'll get that. back to you in 10 years. We were talking about that. We love that that was, like, the running, like, The blur. running joke. Yeah, the it, running right. joke of it. How many movies have I seen you in? And right. then also, you call yourself an actress if you haven't been in any movies. That was yeah, so funny hilarious. to me. Hilarious. Especially Khalil. Exactly. your neighbor upstairs. Yes. He laughs. He's like, actress. You know? That was one of my favorite parts in it. Thing. Exactly. I the love running the scene blurb of where it. you had uh I believe the uh maintenance man Marlon, he says all the actresses I know are in movies and you're like, What <laughs> actresses do you know? And Halle I think Berry. That exact same thing. <laughs> right. Because people you get tend that. to exactly and it's exhausting having to explain your like existence to someone over and over again almost. Explaining your mm-hmm. purpose as an act as an not even just an actor, I think as an artist, mm-hmm. you have to have the courage to even tell people that's what you do because you have to prepare yourself for people to think that you're starving or think that you're a hipster or somebody that just doesn't want to work and is just you know in the studio with paint and doing interpretive dance and things like that (laughs) right so much more serious than that there's a lot of training there's a lot of study that goes into Mm -hmm. people who do art especially the ones that you love totally yeah and speaking just of the time that is allowed it to make the art since mm-hmm. this was your first time coming up with a series and producing it how long did it take for you to one come up right. with the content and then to oh. find the team to make this dream come because it's the content you guys really honestly great. before she even answers this question i really i love the setup of this show and i really had a lot of questions about how you wrote it because you get that point of view of this is a young artist who just moved to Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and she's trying to be successful in her career and follow her dreams. But there's so many different uh, identity complexes with the community, the neighbors that she has in the first scene that are Caribbean, uh, the other (laughs) tenants that are Asian and the Asian girl has the white boyfriend. There's just Mm -hmm. so many different uh, identities in this show that are going through the whole gentrification thing. And it's wonderful. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for saying that, you know, because, it's so like it's before I wrote it, I was like, will people get this? Like, does this make sense? You know, because I'm really interested. I'm really interested. I've always been interested in like race and class, how they're linked, you know, and like how we can play with it, especially like in what we see in like, um, I mean, there's so much new media being made now. It's such an exciting time, but right. especially like 
before this boom of ethnic uh, Hollywood started. Right. I don't know if you guys read that article. Yeah, yeah. Oh, please. Did with, uh, what was that? E! Online or something like that? I don't remember That was um, Deadline published Deadline this was, really offensive um, article offensive. about ethnics casting. But, yeah, <sighs> so I think TV's finally realized, like, wow, we can make money off putting people on TV that isn't just, like, the black best friend or, like, the, like... The homie. yeah. It's like we can tell other stories that aren't just based in whiteness. Right. So that's always, that's just my mission as an artist, period. Like, um, we spoke about this. I know yeah. that for you as well. That's important. And I wanted to make something. I wanted to make a series that featured people of color as complex, interesting, varied people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so I guess, so what was the question now? The question was <laughs> how long. It's okay. It's how long it took for you to actually oh, to put do together it. the yes. content and to okay. find a team. So it was a okay. So I'm not the issue with writing for me, which I'm finding. So I'm really pushing myself, but it's hard for me to be a writer because it's such a discipline. Like you have to really, really sit there and mm-hmm. write by yeah. yourself for X amount of time. And what you write might be really great. It might, you might think it's horrible, but you, you just have to do it every day. So it was hard for me to really stick stick to that Mm -hmm. especially after having you know all my like reality jobs here and there and then auditioning and like having friends and really just being like I gotta do this so it actually took me it took me like six months to write it um just because it would have took me less if I really was on a rigid writing schedule which I wasn't you know I was sort of like I'm gonna get this done and and as it was coming to me you know the inspiration Mm -hmm. and all of this um but yeah writing is hard for me it's a hard skill for me to do I'm, I like to be around people I don't like to be alone I don't mm-hmm. you know I'm not that I don't really right. have that like writer's personality I right. guess you say. Yeah. so that was hard for me and then getting the crew together like I, I have to bring up Steven again this I like don't want to sound like <laughs> some cheesy chick but like he is the reason it happened honestly I mean he he works in television you know he's a writer producer for on-air marketing so he knew about camera he's also interested in film he knew about camera so I did this thing I said to people I knew artists like hey I'm having I'm having a reading at my apartment of this uh, web series I wrote and I actually based off of people I knew I offered people parts I was like oh okay. you'd be great for this and luckily everyone was like down and I had a reading and I you know invited people heard it out loud for the first time and got responses and people were receptive and were like, wow, you know, just giving me like a lot to think about and what I want to change, what wasn't working, whatever. Mm -hmm. I did some slight editing and we were supposed to start filming the winter of 2013, but because it was so cold and this was super low budget, like we, I wrote it knowing I wouldn't have a lot of money to produce it. Mm -hmm. So I wrote it like, oh, they're in the apartment. There's a lot of scenes on the street because like, you know, I'm not, I didn't have the budget to rent out the street, you know? yeah. So... Getting the crew together, once it um, production or actually filming got delayed, um, just because logistically, like, um, you know, it was too cold to be out right, on the street. Right. So we delayed Snowing it till, things. right. So the first one we, we actually shot was um, episode three, the, the G word. Um, and that was actually in April, right, when it was starting to warm up. Okay. And then we just shot it like every weekend in April. We shot some in May, June. I think our last one was like July. And the crew, it was real. It was a real, like, uh, I didn't have a crew. I'm going to say that. I did not. I made this happen because it was like, okay, 
like the first shoot I had, I, I put out a thing like, can anybody help out? You know, I had my actors assembled because I had, you know, I was in at the Flea Theater. I was part of an artist ensemble. I met a lot of people through there. Okay. And I, I basically just offered roles to people. I had some specific older roles that were hard to fill. Like Khalil's role, um, mm-hmm. Damien in the series, The Neighbor, I actually wrote it for an older man. Um, I wanted it to be an older, like, man from, you know, Jamaica. That okay. was my initial. Okay. okay. Girl, I was out. <laughs> I was out on Nostrand in Best Eye on the, at that double shop, A&A really? Doubles, like, doubles, like asking to post. Like, I was looking for older, like, Caribbean actors, you wow. know, that were non-union. Yes. It was like, I was I even, I was like <laughs> out on Fulton, like handing out flyers. Like, yeah. yeah. Some people were like, okay. Uh, yeah. It was just, I was like, this isn't working. Was that very successful now? No. no. <laughs> I had to, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't know anyone that would like non-union that would like do this series. And I didn't really have anything to pay him. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to change this around. Uh, Khalil, um, can you be my series? It's Thanks. actually perfect. I right. love his dancing. dancing. Oh, yeah. Dancing see, that all like funny. came. Yeah. That, see, it's so funny because when you actually start doing something, all of these different factors come to life. You know, yeah. Khalil dances. So we're like, okay, Khalil, you, you this, this character Boy, loves dance. to dance. You know, that's why he blasts music. <laughs> all the time um so so yeah so it was like really a motley crew like the first the first shoot we had was out was on a street in crown heights and i had one of my best friends lily was like my our you know production assistant she's out there like trying to hold people like would you mind crossing the sidewalk and using that sidewalk you know Mm -hmm. um i had another friend helping us with camera and then so one of steven's good friends that he worked with liz um you know, people that just know about cameras. I have no idea about cameras. I don't know about equipment. I don't know about sound. Like, I really, like, I was, you know, just doing it. Right. How to just dive in. Yeah. So it's not perfect. You know, it's not a perfect series. And I'm actually proud of that. You know, it's not like, I wasn't like, um, I need, I need to have all of these things because it wasn't within my budget. It was like, I need to make this work however it's going to work. And luckily Mm -hmm. I was with people who had the means, like Steven would ask his coworkers, can I borrow your camera lens? And this would look dope. And then one of my good friends, who's a great um, DP, uh, his name is Vince, and um, he he did DP work on, on the hair episode, which is one of my okay. favorite episodes. And just like, and he's someone that's down to work. He was like, oh, let's do this. Like mm-hmm. he loves, he'll shoot anything. I mean, that's his passion. The number one thing I learned is find passionate people to mm, work with. Okay. All, all the music in my series, we were like worried because we're like, oh, we don't have the rights to any music. What are we going to do? We were trying to scout out like local. Like I really wanted maybe some like Caribbean inspired music or like local musicians. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to find that. And then uh, an actress I know put me in touch with her boyfriend who who's a music producer. His name is Jack Lewinkarski. He produced all the music on the series, made it um, like specific. He would see the series. He would fit it to, nice. to fit he in. He scored it for you. Yeah, that's, all. That's yeah. wonderful. And just like, you know, um, it was dope because it's like you're working with people who are excited and passionate and just want to work. Would Definitely. you say that that would be the key for any artist trying to do something independent is teamwork and reaching out to Hell other yeah. artists and trying to yep. dig deep into your resources would you say yes you have to you have to find your tribe you have to find your people like in terms of also like knowing what you want to say like people that get what you're trying to do and mm-hmm. are are in support of your vision like that's important i, I want to say that i want to be part of this and then also just like people who are dope and awesome and you know 
do dope shit. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like, like all of that is going to yeah. spur them, like having such great improvisation moments. Like, right. You saying, Khalil, go ahead and dance. He giving you like an entire routine. Right. Or the guy <laughs> doing the Shaka Khan thing that I so love when totally. you get your hair done. And yeah, and these are all people that I've just known. I've known their work for so long that... I was like, okay, oh, they'd be great for this. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna audition people. I know people that can do this, and you know, they're your friends, and they're gonna do it. And like, mm-hmm. you know, Khalil, I know what he can do. I know this would be hilarious. We can make this work, and all of that. That's a wonderful thing. I hope yeah. that we can see another season of New Heights, Thank and if you. there is another season In the of works. New Heights, yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. Both of my fingers, Thank my you. ankles, and my legs. What would you do differently to improve the show? Improve your process? I'm sure there's mm-hmm. so much stress oh involved gosh. what would you do you differently? learn so much i would well since it was my first time being a producer you know we did do an indiegogo we raised three thousand dollars and that did help just with like you you always need stuff camera location mm-hmm. rentals camera f- all the food i always bought cast and crew food i wasn't good at being um what's the word like someone that keeps up, like keeps track of all the money. The oh my god, the, the budgeter. Oh my god, I'm horrible at that. Yeah. So I'm so bad at that. Like initially, I was like, oh, I'm so gonna like to have a spreadsheet. No, like I'm not good at that. Like really, like regimented stuff. So that's sort of went out the window towards oh, the end. I was like, for me too. Honestly, you know, it's hard, so hard when you're in charge, and also me being in charge. Like I was the one production. I was the production manager, so I would like send out emails and then coordinating everyone's schedules. And granted, people aren't getting paid. You know, like you're working with people that are just awesome and like want to do this. And mm-hmm. it's it's hard though. It's not easy when you're operating on a very minimal budget. Definitely. And what makes it easy is that you're working with individuals who are artistic and creative and like I said, passionate and excited to be there. Um so I would do the budgeting different. I would also um you know, we had a lot of talks like me and Steven directed it about the tone of the series, like what is the tone, like how funny are we going? I, I don't know if we if we hit it yet. You know, like mm-hmm. um, it's we describe it as serial comic because we're talking about like serious issues in a way, yeah. but also like how like we all live amongst it in this world and how it is sort of funny. Just like in terms of like the first episode I wrote was uh, episode three, so the the roommates like Jared and Alexis walking on the street uh-huh. and talking about like living in the ghetto like this the g, g word the g word like episode yeah and just like their banter like kind of like how we like how we live in the world but also like how offensive it could be and how we take up space and all of these like right socio issues like i'm trying to make them relatable and funny you know that like this wasn't um separate from like the life that this actress was living like all of these questions were a part of it um so yeah i would also uh work with probably one dp one director of photography okay um we had like i said like liz and um, vince were our directors and they were both amazing um but just like Granted, this all has to do with budget stuff, you know, like I don't know many DPs that would be doing it for free besides them. So we just made it work. And it's just like beautiful that we just like made this work. But like for season two, we went through and said stuff that we need to do better, like sound. We never sound crew. Like I remember one for one episode. It's like Steven is shooting. He's doing sound like everything. Steven edited the whole series. Wow. Steven did wow. everything. You know what? I actually had a little bit of a personal question to ask you. Yeah. How is it to have a work relationship, a professional relationship with somebody that you're in a relationship yeah. with? 
It's so beautiful, honestly. I mean, I it's great because, you know, he's also a painter. He has his own things and I have my own acting pursuits. But like we come together with these things that like bring us alive, like film and creating like narratives about people of color and like his artwork is super dope and that's his thing. And like my acting career is my thing. And then like we also love creating stuff and it's like we can just come together and mm-hmm. make stuff. And that is what excites me. That That's like why I'm an artist, you know, right, that's yeah. what it is. And really, I mean, it's just inspiring to to be with him. I mean, he, like I said, he is the one that really held me accountable for all of these ideas I had. He was like, you need to make it happen. And it's so true. I mean, like, if you're not making your shit happen, if you're not the person being held accountable for your career, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna give you anything definitely nobody's here like oh yes you you talented little thing like please (laughs) broadway is yours like no no (laughs) and that's like and i guess i was thinking about like why is that and i think it's because like you're in school you know nyu was my dream school i got in it was like yeah i got in and it's like if you do you you grow up thinking like if you do good and you like work hard like everything's going to be easy for you and like when you get out of school that's just not the case like not you do good and you work hard yeah that's really important but you also got to work even harder because you really have to like right make like i said like forge your path and make it happen for yourself because mm-hmm. if you don't you're just not ultimately especially as an artist not going to be fulfilled i think and i don't right. speak for everyone obviously but right. that was my experience so for you it definitely was a coming together of two creatives yes. and you guys were able to blossom uh this show new heights which we enjoy green yeah. tea definitely so amazing i'm really excited the for the second definitely. season Me too. cool yeah so, i'm excited too it's gonna be bigger and better i hope <laughs> You know it what will. I love about your show as well? I went on and on, but I love how short it is. I am a fan. Thanks. Like, I love the shorts. Short and I sweet. love short. Fa- it's short <laughs> and sweet. It's like four to six minutes of like great right. content. It's wonderful. It doesn't take too much time out of your day and it gives you a wonderful moment. Yeah. Yeah. We felt like that worked better for the web. Steven was real, like, it's got to be short. He works for on air promos, like doing promos. He's like, short. 30 second, you know, like, got to make it short. Cause, yeah. And the yeah. attention span for it's people so on the short. internet is short. My attention span you know? is short. <laughs> I can't so, even talk about other folks. I know yeah. it's hard to keep my attention. Right. Definitely. So, as always, it's been Green Tea with Wednesday. And Sunny. Thank you so much, Jenna, for coming. Let Thank the people know where they can check you guys out. And if you have any new projects, all that good stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much. for This is awesome. Thank uh, you. It's, such, it's so nice to just speak about the series but um yeah so we have a website newheightswebseries.com check us out all the episodes are up there we also have a youtube channel um you new heights productions and new heights web series is you know i've been searching on youtube it's kind of hard to find us but if you search hard enough you'll find us also you <laughs> okay. can just google new heights web series uh new projects i'm writing season two i have another series in the uh, it's not in the works yet, but it's like it's on my cooking. mind. It's cooking. It's, it's cooking. doing the creative juices. I've okay. been like, I'm like, ooh, can I make this happen? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So just you know, honestly, this year I'm just trying to hopefully produce a season two and see what uh see what what can happen. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Jenna Bosco in New Heights. It's been green tea. Holla.